Are you maybe selling the wrong products in your Etsy shop? In today's video, I'm going to give you six products that you should never sell in your Etsy shop, and I'm going to give you six alternatives of things you should sell instead. Welcome back to my channel. My name is Dylan Jarris, and I'm an Etsy seller of over seven years. I've sold over $1.5 million in revenue on the platform, and that's over a million dollars in profit. And my entire background is corporate e-commerce. So I worked for big companies like Zappos and Zulily, in the buying, product development, pricing, planning, forecasting side of things. And I've taken all of those e-commerce business principles and applied them to Etsy. And that is what I'm currently teaching over 1,400 Etsy sellers in my program, Multi Six Figure Etsy Blueprint. If you're interested in being coached by myself and my team, then definitely schedule a call with us with the link below. But in today's video, I'm going to give you six things that you should never sell in your Etsy shop. Disclaimer, people are gonna hate me for the last one, so make Make sure you stick around. I'm sure I will get a lot of lovely opinions on the final one that I share. Number one is a t-shirt that is a copy or replica of a bestseller listing that says nurse or teacher. Honestly, you guys have all heard the strategies, how to make 10 grand per month on Etsy, go to Everbee, find a bestseller and copy it. That has never been a strategy that I've ever taught and it's because it doesn't work. And it doesn't work because you're constantly chasing bestseller listings, but you have no ground to do that. You have no track record. You have no reason for a customer to purchase from you and you're choosing to go head to head with a market leader listing. So what on earth do you expect to happen? You see a bestseller, you try to copy their design and you try to sell it. Meanwhile, you have a worse track record, fewer reviews. It's not like your pricing could get significantly better and you're not even ranking on the first page. So how do you expect to take market share? Even if you run ads, you're not going to be able to take market share. People are going to want to buy the original, the bestseller, the one with all the reviews, right? There would have to be an incredible reason for a customer not to just buy the bestseller listing. So instead, I recommend looking to the bestseller listings only for certain information, color palette, tones, and seeing what those common threads are that are making them the most popular. And aesthetic is usually part of that. So take those common threads, right? Because those are things that clearly customers are saying, we love this, we want this, but totally change the fonts and the graphics. So you're not just like replicating the total package of a bestseller listing. You're just taking components of it and using that data as an influence on your design. The second thing that you should never sell on Etsy is a collection of shirts that all say a couple of vanilla sayings in a vanilla font. What do I mean by vanilla? I mean boring. I'm talking about things that say, be a leader, be kind, choose happy, believe in yourself, blessed, choose kindness. Right? There's nothing wrong with those sayings, but they're very generic, very general. You would see those sayings on things at Hobby Lobby, at Walmart, right? There's nothing novel or interesting or compelling about finding something with that saying on it. No one's gonna look at a saying like that and think, oh, that speaks to me. I've never seen this somewhere. Therefore, it's very unlikely that someone's gonna go spend $25 on a very general t-shirt with a very vanilla saying. And if you wanna be extra vanilla and really, really kill your chances of getting traction, then do it in a bland, boring font. I'm talking like an aerial font or just something very bland and boring. Sometimes you can get away with it if you go with the Taylor Swift inspired retro fonts. But if you go at this with a bland, boring font and you have a bland, boring saying, I mean, it's a fast way to kill your shop. And I've seen people literally, they start out with 20 and then they're like, oh, well, they're not taking off yet. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna get up to hundred listings. Okay, they get up to hundred listings with these, still not taking 
off. Okay, now I think I just need to hit 500 listings. So they add like 400 more listings of the same exact type of thing, still not taking off. And then they convince themselves that, okay, I just need to get to a thousand listings. Well, thousand listings of the same bland saying, bland font, like it's still not gonna work. So it's doing more and more and more of something that's not working isn't going to suddenly make it work. If you're going to go with bland general words, at least spice up the font or the graphics with it. So remember this, vanilla words command a spicy presentation. The next thing you should never sell on Etsy is mugs with like two small words on them. I've seen shops filled with these. Whether you make 10 mugs or a thousand mugs, they're just not gonna sell. Think about the surface area of the product. It's the same thing with wall art, the same thing with t-shirts, the same thing with any print-on-demand item. That is a canvas, it's a blank canvas. So if you just fill that with like two tiny words and the rest is like a boring white mug, no one's gonna buy it. Even if you put someone's name on it with those words, like first and last name, they're still not gonna buy it. I recommend taking advantage of the surface area. The production partner is not going to charge you more for having a larger design or for covering more surface area of the item with the print. So instead of having a mug that says like two small words on it, I recommend going with this trend of just all over words, completely covering the mugs with all these different words and sayings. This is a much more trendy way to put words on a mug and it packs more value into the item. The perceived value is actually higher. I've seen people do this with like inspirational sayings. I've seen people do this with Alex Hermosi quotes and tweets. I've seen people do this with Bible verses. So if you're going with words on mugs and make it all over pattern with those words. The next thing that you should never sell on Etsy is print-on-demand baby onesies. There is really no way for you to compete with the pricing that DIY baby onesie shops can do. With print-on-demand baby onesies, you're gonna be minimum like close to $20 in order to break even or make any money. So with an Etsy shop who's making these onesies themselves, maybe they're using a heat press or something, they are able to get their costs so much lower and they can charge like $10, $11 for these. Whereas with the costs of having a production partner as your middleman with print on demand, onesies typically don't work out. And I've never actually seen anyone succeed with baby onesies in print on demand. And I have over 1400 Etsy sellers who I've helped and not one person has had success with baby onesies in print on demand. If you are going the baby print on demand route, instead I have an alternative and I recommend going for blankets. Blankets are going to drive up your average order value and it's much easier to compete with handmade shops with baby blankets blankets versus apparel. So in general, baby and kids apparel with print on demand, I don't recommend going that route. The next thing you should never sell on Etsy is digital planners that say planner on the front. I have seen this so many times where someone will be selling digital planners and they're trying a huge range of all these random digital products, checklists, planners, wall art, you know, a huge mix, trying to see what sticks. They're literally throwing spaghetti at the wall. It'll look like a notebook, like a mock-up of a notebook and they'll just say planner on the front. That's never going to sell. The reason why is because people are paying for utility with a planner. And if they cannot see what they're getting, they're never gonna even click on it. So with planners, there's a way to present them so that you can actually have a chance of having it sell. I say chance because planners, it can be an uphill battle just with how saturated it is and with the price points you're running on and just with the barrier to entry, right? You can literally buy planner templates, change the font and then sell it yourself, for example. So instead of just having something that looks 
looks like a notebook, says planner on the outside. I recommend just kicking that out of your shop right now if you have that in there. But also you need to pack value into your listing photo. And by that, I mean showcase the utility. They need to see what they're buying. What do the pages look like? What are the range of pages? I would pack in like a range of different pages, maybe the main month calendar, the daily section, the weekly section, right? So all the different kind of sections of the planner, showcase that in your thumbnail. So your thumbnail might be a kind of collage or a spread of like eight sheets that are represented in the planner. Then on the other hand, I see people do that, but then they put this huge like watermark over it or this huge like circular overlay that'll take up like 60 to 70% of the thumbnail. If you do that, you're just as likely to not get clicks. Instead, when you're selling digital planners, I recommend do not be paranoid, especially if you have no track record, no sales, like the amount of template stealing and editing is just flooded and there's really no way to control it. It's going to happen at some point. And that honestly really goes for watermarks in general and, and overlays in general. There's a very subtle way to go about it, but I would not do it in a way that prevents the customer from seeing what you're selling. That's just gonna be counterproductive. That way you're protecting something that's not gonna get sales anyways. The last thing that I would never sell on Etsy, this is gonna make people mad, digital AI wall art. And I only say this because I want you to win. Digital AI wall art is something that people get into. They start getting this a little bit of an ego. They're like, I can go on mid journey and I can make 20 listings in an hour. Well, it's great you're fast at something, but it's not gonna sell. So like, we're still wasting our time. Let's be slow at something that works instead of fast at something that doesn't work. And the reason I am saying it doesn't work is because it is just absolutely flooded, but flooded in a way where the customers cannot even see a range of like really well done versus really terrible because the barrier to entry is so low. With AI doing this for you, you could have someone who's a total beginner come in and the quality of what they produce could be the same as someone who maybe was an artist or a graphic designer for like 15 years and then they produce a very similar looking thing. It's just very little differentiation between good and bad. The only way to really differentiate is through the quality of your mock-ups. There are so few ways to compete and there's so much competition. So with a lot of competition and fewer ways to compete, it's not a game I would recommend playing. Ultimately, if you really wanna win and you really wanna see exceptional results, you need to find some more ways to compete. Volume of listings is not going to fix your shop with AI wall art. It typically doesn't. So instead, what I would do is take those AI images and put them onto other items and not just any other item, but I would actually put these images on items that have utility, usefulness, purpose. I'm talking about like stickers, aprons, towels, bedding, blankets, shower curtains, right? So these are all items that actually have purpose or utility beyond the design itself. So I hope this is helpful to you if you are trying to think about what to put in your shop, what not to put in your shop, what would be a waste of your time. If you are curious about if the things in your shop are a waste of your time and energy, and if you need to get onto a new path, just leave a comment below with the types of products you're thinking of selling or with the types of products that you already are selling. Maybe you're not seeing traction and you're wondering if you're just like barking up the wrong tree. And we are going to go through these comments and address these things in a future video. I'm going to go through each of those products and say if it's worth your time, if it's not worth your time, how to maybe repackage it, reposition it so that it becomes something that is worth your time. All right, I hope you enjoyed the video. If you liked it, please subscribe to the channel, leave a comment with your questions about your product ideas, and then I'll see you guys in the next video.